This is the Roots Student Ministry Podcast. We are based in Southern California, and our mission is for students to connect, grow, and go in their faith alongside other believers. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle CSM Roots. Now, let's get into this week's message. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler, and I'm so glad that you're here as we kick off our new series today. We're going to be spending the next three weeks talking about something that has the potential to change the way that we see ourselves and others. But before we get there, let me ask you a quick question. What's the last thing that you got overly involved in? The show that you couldn't stop binge watching, the video game that you couldn't stop playing, the trend that you couldn't help but participate in, the artist or the song that you couldn't stop listening to, the word or phrase that you couldn't stop saying, even if it annoyed everyone else, a person that you were dating too soon. So have you ever played Mario Kart? And I know many of you probably are into other games and probably that have better graphics than that and less kid-friendly than just Mario Kart, but I personally love Mario Kart. I always have, have loved it since playing on the N64, and if you don't know what that is, you should Google it and learn about its greatness. Uh, but one day, my sister-in-law, Chloe, told me that they had just come out with Mario Kart on your phone, and everyone was starting to play it. In fact, it became such a big deal for me that I stopped hanging out with students that youth group that night, and I just started playing Mario Kart on my phone in front of everyone. And it became a thing that I played pretty much every single day for the next two years or so. And I got super involved with just trying to build my characters and my carts and my gliders and all that stuff, and I just got overly involved with it. And we all get it, right? There are times when we simply get overly involved in something. And in this series, we're talking about another thing that we can get overly involved in, and it's called comparison. We all have times when we get wrapped up in comparing ourselves with others. You thought you were strong until they outlifted you by 100 pounds, or you thought your fit looked great until you saw theirs, and you thought your crush was awesome until you saw theirs. Uh, You were excited about your car until they pulled up. You thought that you were brilliant until you had class with that one person. You thought your house was nice until you went to your friend's house. And this list can go on and on for days. And it's comparison. We all do it. It's natural and it's normal. But as we'll discover in this series, it's not just something that we do. It's something that actually steals from us. That's why the series is called The Thief of Everything. And here's the tricky thing about comparison. It has a way of taking over every part of our lives, our thoughts, our words, our actions, our relationships. They're all impacted. And this usually happens in a slow, subtle way, and we almost never recognize it. And when we compare ourselves to others, we tend to believe that what they have is better than what we have. And after all, we seem to be drawn to comparing ourselves to people who have something that we want. He has that musical ability that you wish that you had. She has the family that you wish that you had. He has the abs that you wish that you had. And she has the social following that you wish that you had. And so when we get caught up in comparing ourselves with someone who has something that we feel like we don't, it's an automatic loss for us. It's like playing a game that we can't win. And even though we theoretically know that nobody has a perfect life, we start to feel like they do, and so we compare. Wait, it gets worse. Then comparison starts stealing our peace and our joy. We look at what they have, and we start feeling disappointed in what we have or what we don't have. 
And maybe we get angry. We think that they're getting what they, what we actually deserve. And it's like, they shouldn't get that. And maybe we feel hopeless. No matter what we do or how hard we try, we'll never get where they are or have what they have without us even realizing it. Our peace and joy have been taken by comparison. The thief of everything. So let me illustrate this in a simple way. Let's say that there was a, a day when you felt lonely and wished that you were dating someone. And you may think, oh, I would never feel that way. And it's okay, people. It's, it's just an illustration. So just follow along with what I'm talking about here. Just relax. And so on that day, I can promise you that every couple that you passed would seem perfect. It would be like magic. You'd, you'd feel like you were surrounded by the happiest couples in human history, and you start to see the thing that you want most everywhere. That's one of the many subtle ways that comparison messes with our minds. And one more thing, even when we compare ourselves to someone who doesn't have what we have, it still steals from us. If we're better at that sport, we worry. What happens if they pass me up? If we have that boyfriend, we wonder, does she hate me because I'm dating the guy who she wants to date? And if we always look good, we start stressing as we get ready for the day because we think that people are expecting perfection from us. And our gratitude for what we have is replaced by fear, the thing that should give us confidence and actually, it actually makes us feel insecure. It's a losing game, friends. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. We're not the first people to deal with this. And what we talk about today can be a game changer as we learn to recognize and deal with this subtle, sneaky thief. Like we said, comparison is natural and normal. It's part of being human. Thankfully, the humans who lived thousands of years ago, just after the time of Jesus was on this earth, wrote down a few things or two about their struggles with comparison. And the passage that we're going to look at today was written by a guy named Paul, who was the greatest missionary in the history of Christianity. And he helped spread the Christian faith, and he often wrote letters to encourage people and help them learn more about who God is. And in the letter we're looking at today, Paul addresses what it looks like to get involved in comparison. And here's what he said in 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are, but they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. So Paul was talking specifically about some false teachers who were bragging about their spirituality to others. However, I think that the truth that he shared here can help us with what we're talking about today. So Paul is basically saying that we're all just basically creating our own standard of comparison. We're looking at each other and deciding what we think our lives need to look like. And at the root of comparison are things like emotion, perception, and what other people say. And that's foolish. It's not wise and it's not helpful. And a few verses later, Paul tells us to turn our attention elsewhere. Check it out in 2 Corinthians 10, 18. When people commend themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. So Paul is saying that when we spend our time focusing on other people and how we measure up to them, it doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't count for much. In fact, it steals from us because it's the thief of everything. Instead, God's encouraging us to turn our focus towards God. God sees us, he loves us, and cares about every area of our lives. God's not basing our worth and value on how we look that day, what type of car we drive, or how much we can bench press. 
God sees us as beloved children no matter what. It has nothing to do with the people around us. So think of it this way. God doesn't compare you with others. God's not looking to see how we line up to the people around us. God's not taking away points when we don't maintain the image that we want to project. God sees everything about us through the lens of his love for us. And that's the way that God wants us to see ourselves too. Instead of getting caught up in comparison, we can choose to remember that in God's eyes, we're always enough. Focusing on God's love will shrink the power of the comparison in our lives. The book of Proverbs gives us a good starting point of how to protect ourselves from the thief. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Comparison starts in our hearts. So if we want to avoid getting ourselves ourselves getting caught up in the negative parts of comparison, then we have to stop in the same place. So here are some ways that you can guard your heart. Number one, pay attention to your feelings. Notice the way that your mood or outlook changes when you start to compare yourself to someone else. Do you feel disappointed, frustrated, angry, anxious? Those feelings may be clues that you've caught up on, you're caught up in comparison. The next one is find out what's fueling it. What are you looking at, thinking about, or doing when you start to feel those things? What's fueling your negative feelings of comparison? If it's something in your control, take a step away from it. Close the app or turn off the TV or take a break from that friend group for a day or so. And if it's something that you can't control, talk to someone who can help you. Your life group leader is a great person to start with there. They can help you identify steps that you can take to guard your heart and break free from what's fueling comparison in your life. So think about your phone. This is my phone right here. And even though we pay attention to it all the time, we're always on it checking like, oh, I got text messages or Snapchats or whatever it is. It's just a natural thing for us. And, and we, we are always doing it. And so we hardly ever think about it. It's just a natural, normal extension of our lives. And the only time that we do really focus on our phone and like care about it, that's our, it's, it's when the battery's low. We see it and like, oh no, my battery's low. I got to go fix it. That's why we have a charging station in our student center. But when the battery's low, that's our cue to do something different, right? We have to find a cord and we have to charge it up and plug it in. Obviously, this is not going into anything, but here's the deal. Comparing ourselves to others is like having a low battery. It's a sign that we are not guarding our hearts. It's a sign that we need to do something different. We need to turn our attention elsewhere, change what we're exposing ourselves to, or put some things on, on do not disturb. In the same way that a low battery is a sign to charge it, what if comparing became your signal to focus on God and how God loves you so much? Celebrate what you do have. Instead of filling your heart with comparison, fill it with the celebration for all the things that you do have. The things that you're thankful for, the things that you like about yourself, the good in your life. In fact, focusing every day on the way that God sees you is a great place to start. A great way to do that is to read scripture, focus on what God says about you, about your identity. When you're tempted to compare, fill that space in your heart with something better. Fill it with things that remind you of the truth that God doesn't compare you to others. He loves you and says that you are enough. Let me pray for you. 
Father, we just pray that if anyone struggles with comparison, well, actually all of us do, I just pray that we can just know that you speak truth into our lives, that you love us just the way that we are. You don't compare us to others. You don't say we're not good enough. So God, I just pray that uh, comparison stops stealing from us. And I just pray that we can just rest in assurance knowing that you are good to us, that you love us, that you care for us, and that we can just thrive in your love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.